to another week on Puff Puff Give. <laughs> We're slowly losing it. <laughs> Listen, man. Our mind, of course. It's all about Patty LaBelle today. Woo. Well, not just today, but always. Always. And like, forever. Yeah, always and, and forever. Do you have a favorite Patty LaBelle song? Yes, I do. What is it? Um, okay. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Me. Oh, oh wow. Okay, Lufa. <laughs> if only you knew. That is my song. That is the joint. That and I love it when she performs it. Like I've never seen seen her perform in concert, mm-hmm. but I've always seen the videos of her performing in concert. <laughs> so it felt like I was there. Yeah, she's a classic. Yeah. She is. And then when she started the rolling on the floor and then she grow the, the, the eagle's wings. wings. Oh my god. You all need she patty just, wings. Yeah. Kiki Wyatt. Kiki Wyatt does a very good job of uh sounding just like oh her. My oh my gosh. gosh. Her singing her songs anyway. Not sounding just like her, but singing her songs. Kiki Ooh. Wyatt tears it up when she sings If Only You Knew. If Yes, we are. Going in. It's lovely. We're shouting out uh, Miss Patty Labelle because from Philly. Oh yeah, and don't you forget it. Yes. Okay. Um, it was a ceremony that took place for her, and they are changing part of Broad Street. They're renaming it Patty Labelle Way. I know that's right. The whole Broad Street should they be should Patty right? But if you do want to find it, it's um on South Broad Street between Locust and Spruce. Okay. Now a few weeks ago on Fifty Second Street, they actually changed part of Fifty Second Street mm-hmm. to Muhammad Ali Way. Yes, I do understand that, but it should have been Joe Frazier's way. True, because Joe Frazier is from here. That is true, and he's also a champion. And y'all definitely closed down his gym for a fucking furniture store. For a furniture, a store. furniture store. I that breaks. That should have been a landmark. It should have. It should have been because so many just inspirational people, champions, just been in that facility. Like it's just it's agreed. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been dope if, like, they would have shot Creed there. What? Oh yeah. Instead of on Aramingo. Mm-hmm. Where the where the the blockbuster? No wait. Was it Blockbuster or Hollywood videos? One of them was there. Anywho, but yes. So, shouts out to Miss Patty LaBelle. I actually met her one time. Really? I met her at the airport. She was. Was she a diva? She was super. In cool. all correct ways of thinking of diva. I mean, well, she was fabulous. Yes, of course. She wasn't even like beat down in the face. Like mm-hmm. her face wasn't beat down, but she just looked like she was chilling. Did it look like she was carrying a Patty's pie? No, but she had this badass Louis Vuitton bag. Girl, she wanted to donate to a child. I would have been that child that day. Like, you could just pass off this Louis Vuitton bag. I would just get in the bag. She was such a pleasure. That's great. She was really, really sweet. So, Miss Patty LaBelle, we love you. We got to give our great their flowers while they are around. Yes, and she's also a Philadelphia native. I got so, one of her cookbooks, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got some goodies in there. You just got to, she's a, a Johnette as well. Just so speaking of Johns, we're gonna start off with you already know what it is. Joan Little Week Girl. What's your joint? My joint is 
going to school, breaking the rules. Patty LaBelle got a new attitude. See, you see how I blended them together? Because that was Patty LaBelle, but that was Megan Thee Stallion. All right. It's going to be a hot girl summer for me. I am really in love with Megan Thee Stallion. First of all, I am loving all the new artists that are out. Surprisingly, Mm -hmm. yes. Megan Thee Stallion, I love her delivery. She has a great voice. And I think she's just really swaggy. She's really, really cool. And I think she's going to bring a new element to rap. Mm -hmm. Uh, for female rappers when I say hot girl summer I think it's just I like how and I think we've mentioned like the city girls before just how women like are stepping into their own like f that we taking over this you know I'm not letting you guys run me and pretty much run me my money and just having a good time but just kind of Kicking down doors and taking names. Like, I really Actually, love it. Actually, they don't even want to know your name. No. Nope. They just kicking down the door. Pretty what they want. Yes. And I really, I really love her uh, personality. She mm-hmm. just uh, seems like a really cool friend. Mm-hmm. Like, she just likes to take shots and have fun. And she has a really good uh, demeanor. Like, she uh, said that she learned how to rap from her mom. Her mom was a rapper. Her mm-hmm. mom just recently passed away. Probably, like, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that's a lot to deal with. Losing a parent and coming out with a new uh, mixtape. But Hot Girl Meg, she just kind of gets me in a zone where you mm-hmm. just be like, finger pointing out the window while you driving. Me mugging. Yeah, me yeah. mugging. Like, what? What? What, bitch? Like, that's how I feel when I listen to her. So, yeah, it's a Hot Girl Summer. Girls, just do you. Have fun. Drive the boat, as she says. I think it's like taking shots or something. I don't really know. Drive the boat. And I think of us. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hot Girl Meg, Megan the uh, Stallion, her album is amazing. It's just it's just fun. Mm-hmm. If you're like looking for a good time for the summertime, we'll definitely be playing it during the bachelor party. Um, oh, always. So, that's all. Speaking home. of Hot Girl Summer, Ooh. Roxy Roll, she is a badass. Who that is? From the Bahamas who is the Vice President of Operations and General Counsel for Western Airline, for Western Air. It's okay. a Black-owned airline in the Bahamas. No way. Lie to you not. She's 30 years old, and she runs her, like, her family's airline company. Come on, sis. Yeah. Like, come through with the gorgeousness. She's very beautiful. Oh, wow. And she is just, as we said... Kicking indoors, she don't want your neck. I'm gonna look her. Run me my money, okay? She is. She grew up like watching her parents. Her mother was going to um, graduated from the you know university, and her father was a pilot. And they took her to go and inspect a plane that they were buying because they were taking a trip from one island to the next. You know how in the Bahamas they're separated by islands, even though it's one Bahamas, and. They were going to her grandmother's funeral and he was just like, it came across. What's the need? If you're going to make something, you got to address the need. Mm-hmm. The need is this shit is taking too long. So we need another, we need an airline service to drive us faster, to make more frequent flights and everything from island to island. And that's how they started. Come on, sis. And She's she was gorgeous. 12 years old. And when, it, when in, you know, she seen her family develop this whole airline from nothing, basically. And she just, hey. Grew up and took it over. That's all I'm saying. She's amazing. Come on, Roxy. Like, just inspiration. She said, I like my hair really big. I like my dresses tight. I like my heels high. I'm constantly told you should tone it down. You should not be dancing on Instagram. No. 
I'm going to do my work and I'm going to do it well. But I'm also not going to hide the fact that I am a woman and that I love being a woman and there's no other way to be. That is Roxy Roll giving it to you all day. Finger snaps. She's yes. amazeballs. Yes. That is a perfect balance. That I'm is. going to handle my business in the aviation world. But I'm also Where, good. which is also a boys club. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um for her to do that and to be having a hot girl summer. Listen, I'm just saying it can't get better than this. Well, I'm gonna follow her. Yes. And she's also um the last thing just to tie up everything, she's also starting a girl on a mission, gal on a mission. Okay, it's an organization where she take teenagers, I think it's between the ages of 12 and 17, teach them and expose them to aviation. Wow. It's beauty, politics, everything. She goes through it all and she's just trying to pass something on to the next generation. And I think that that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We don't even see ourselves in, you know, that world. Like, you know, when everyone talk about like aviation you know, you about picture Amelia a man. Yeah, a man, or you always hear of Amelia Earhart. Of course. But we don't see ourselves. No. no. So not at all. Oh. And there's and there's far and few in between. Mm-hmm. And there's not, you know, you can literally count on your hand how many airlines are black owned. People Side of color. Plane. Yeah, but besides <laughs> Soul Plane, besides NWA, besides <laughs> Nashawn Wade. Airlines. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and that was fictional. Okay? That's it. Hot girl summers for everyone. Hot. All around. So we're going to uh, move on forward. Very quick. Did you watch the Democratic debate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, no, maybe. 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 Maybe no. I watched okay. what Instagram posted. Listen, I just knew that they were speaking Spanish. El Girl, Espanol. Did you see Cory Booker with that side eye, honey? When he started speaking Spanish, I'm like, what in the Telemundo is this? And then you got Donald Trump Jr. talking about uh, Camilla Harris is not black enough to be speaking on politics or black politics anyway. So that's the extent of my knowledge of this democratic debate. I have nothing to do with y'all. So it may be facts, it may be not. It's just opinion. <laughs> we might not be doing our due diligence. Oh no, we are. Listen, this is it? This shit. Um, it seems like a shit show waiting to happen. Like all of them. Okay, I started watching a little bit on Saturday. Okay. But it was a Saturday for me, so I'm like, I want to turn up and have the time, and I don't need this Monday through Friday business right now. So I'm gonna turn it off. Give me the debates Monday through Friday. Yeah, I, I was on Saturday. Yeah, Sunday, I, no, not on I'm Saturday. Off. I'm I'm off duty. Okay, so I don't know. I hear that Kamala Harris demolished them. I feel all candidates are, um, you know, I'm sure we all could pick apart it's something we each don't like about them. One, each of them, yes. but um, we gotta settle on somebody. So mm-hmm. I, I'll look a little further as we get a little deeper. But right now, um, Telemundo, Cory Booker, and all them. I ain't got the time. Mm-mm. So, um, stay tuned for more details on that because I don't have much to give you guys. Tell us your thoughts about the uh, Democratic debate and where do you think we're moving forward with this whole thing? Or backwards. Or around <laughs> or side circles. Sides, you know, which, Shoot, which, just whichever to the left. <laughs> down to the right. Like, that's Cross how it feels. <laughs> Whatever is going on with this debate, let it be. Mm-hmm. And more uh, Hot Girl Summer and uh, Black Girl Magic. (laughs) 
we have a new winner of, what is it, the Grand Slam of at Wimbledon. My bad. Grand Slam? <laughs> what is this, basketball? No, it's tennis. Oh. We have 15-year-old Corey Coco Golf that beat 39-year-old four-time Grand Slam champ Venus Williams. I am actually happy for this. I think it's beautiful. I totally agree. You I know, think it's beautiful. You little headline saying that Venus is upset. I highly I doubt, doubt it. that. Because okay. this is all black girl magic. Like, they've been reigning the Williams sisters. <sighs> that alone. You get, I get chills when you say the Williams sisters. And then we have like new. They demolished everybody in their way. Mm-hmm. Like, for years. Mm-hmm. And then for someone who looks like them to come up. And Probably watching they, them forever. Yes. Perfecting. Not being perfect, but just perfecting the craft enough to challenge Venus Williams. That's beautiful in itself. She probably was scared. Like she meant to be have her age. Yes. <laughs> literally have her age. Okay, so Coco is uh, 15. She was born in 2004, which really throws me for a loop. I'm like, wow. High school. Ooh, good old times. <laughs> <laughs> but um, according to Coco... She doesn't know how to feel about this. This is the first time she's cried after a match. She never thought this would happen, and she is living her dream right now. And not many people get to say that. And Venus Williams' response to her was, congratulations, keep going, and good luck. That speaks volumes, because that is it's representation. Mm-hmm. It's black girl magic. It's just the... Paton is being passed down from one generation to another. Not to be saying, oh, well, now she's never going to play tennis again. Like, Venus is never going to play tennis. No, that's just her opening up a door, actually being able to compete against someone who looks like her because she opened the door. Yes. Her and her her sister and her family for, you know, people, and then people before her. Yeah. Like, like it's just a beautiful, beautiful cycle. And also, I'm excited. It, me too. Coco says uh, she told Venus she wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. She's I know, so right. inspiring. I've always wanted to tell her that, but I've never had the guts to. And now you do. You do. You uh, it's beautiful to talk to her, to your, to her face. It's yes. not something like we have to look back at our history and mm-hmm. wonder what they would have thought or what they would have said. And reading this article and hearing about it just made me think of that clip that's been all around. I think it was Serena, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when they were asking, like, oh, the guy was asking if you could beat her. Mm -hmm. And Serena's like, I think I can. And the guy was like, why do you think you can? And the dad, like, "Eh -eh, skirt, skirt. What you're not going to do is make my daughter second guess herself. Mm -hmm. And it's things like that that have paved the way for this young lady, Coco, to be in the moment that she is in now. Yeah. And now she's a champ. And she's a champion. That's amazing. You go, Glenn Coco. You go. Literally. Go. <laughs> Great job, ladies. Uh, it's phenomenal to watch black women just rock everything. So, here we are back at it again. <laughs> here. <laughs> of course. Was that like a funny? I thought it was. <laughs> or should I say hair? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, that just made me chuckle. You would get chuckled, huh? Yeah, I've been chuckling all day. Oh, jeez. So, we were reading an NPR article titled, California is posed 
to ban hair discrimination. Hair politics, politics yet again for people of color. We visited this uh, topic of discussion before on previous shows. Mm-hmm. But here it goes again, this time on the West Coast. Four was in New York, and we talked about it now in California. And lawmakers are passing a bill to protect black employees and students by outlawing discrimination against people who wear hairstyles such as afros, braids, dreadlocks, and twists. What are you thinking about? What do you think about this? It's a ban on it? No, they're they're passing a bill. There is a ban. Mm -hmm. And... You know, in terms of being professional and what professional looks like. So, obviously, they think that afros, twists, braids, protective styles, dreadlocks are not profession a professional look. Whatever the professional look is, is obviously the opposite of this. And California is signed, passing a bill called the Crown Act. And it's on its way to the governor's office to be signed to you know, to ban the discrimination on hair. The way you smell when you come in my office is not professional. How about that? Mm. Okay. Mm. Be. <laughs> no. Um. Wow. Like, it really took a long time to get here. And the fact that your hair is being policed, like, I mean, I, I just know from our day-to-day experiences, you know, we change our hair constantly. And when you come in with braids, yep. they know you one day, then you come in with a fro and they just walk past you in the, like, in the hallway, like, bro, mm-hmm. like, didn't I just see you? You know, don't, you don't know me now? Oh, you changed your hair. Like, like I just morphed into a different person. I, I don't understand. Um, I'm actually happy, but I wish this, like, it's something that's signed, not just necessarily state by state, like kind of just nationwide. I just... I don't know if this is going to, you know, create some waves and kind of like flutter throughout, you know, the rest of the nation and kind of everyone can jump on board. I doubt it. But it's a start. Mm-hmm. It's a start to uh, seeing some light, seeing some light at the end of the tunnel and that we're not going to be, you know, policed by our hair. Like we're, we're bringing skill sets to the table. I don't think my hair should have anything to do with how I do my job. Black bodies are always policed. And we we lived it. We read about it in history. It's like now. It's only maybe more states than I know of at this moment, but two that I know of, which is New York and California. And for professionalism to just consistently have ties of just European standards, mm-hmm. but yet the world is made up of people who are not just from Europe or that's not just European. I don't look like Europeans, you know, and for them, not for just them. I'm going to use them in the terms of a DJ Khaled. (laughs) They, (laughs) they don't want to see you win. Exactly. And obviously they don't want to see you in the workplace because not, we're not talking about your skill set, your education, um, your lack of professionalism. We're talking about your appearance. You know, mm-hmm. people can't change their skin. Well, some people can change their skin, but not majority of the people cannot change their Shady skin. Ass. And <laughs> like you know, people like 
The hair is an extension of your person. It's included. It encompasses is encompassed in your person. So I don't understand why it's such. Why is it such a far fetched idea that if I change my hair, if I wear it in a certain style, it it dictates everything else about me? That's not true. Do you think some people still believe that if they wear straight, long, you know? quote unquote European hair that they're possibly gonna get the job? Yes. First of all, I ain't wearing no European hair. I am wearing Malaysian Okay. Okay. Listen, there's a shiny and lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Um but yeah, I think it's a tie to I need to be it's so embedded. It's embedded in us as a culture, an American culture. That in order to be accepted, you have to look a certain way. In order to get the job, you have to look a certain way. You have to be clean shaven or like, you know, well, whatever. This is air quotes here. Well groomed, whatever that is. But I feel like the times that we're in now, um, I feel like you're blocking, you know, those corporate positions. You're blocking a lot of people that actually do have the skill set from jobs because you're criticizing their tattoos. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you're criticizing their hair. And you're not... These old folks from these corporations are dying out. They are. And we are not getting people They're retiring. To, yes. Literally dying. You're, yeah, much. you're not getting anyone to fill those spots. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. So are you start loosening up the reins a bit on your um, attire, like on your policy? You I have to. You have to. And it's a sign of the times. Yeah. As well. And I've seen... Um, I've seen... Quite a bit of organizations, several organizations that are actually more accepting of people with body augmentations, with, you know, tattoos, and they may wear their hair in locks, and they may not even be a person of color. Take that for a spin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just people are opening up, and it's, it's the wall, I feel, who lives behind in the times, and not necessarily all of the companies quite a few a handful of companies yes majority of them yes but the laws need to change much quicker and stay up with time mm-hmm. that's just them so shout out to uh california for um in the process of trying to pass the bill mm-hmm. so continuing with the hair politics man. so now let's talk about some hair politics some more give me some more all right have you listened to Chris Brown's new album? No, I haven't. All right. Well, good. You're not missing shit. Anywho, uh, Mr. Uh, C. Breezy has a song on his album that has sent the internet in a craze. And not because it's a great song. It's called Need a Stack. I guess a stack of like a thousand. Anywho, in regards to hair, uh, in his lyrics, Chris Brown says the following. Only want to fuck the black bitches with nice hair. Now, I had to stress that so you can hear every syllable and understand what he said. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that follows that that may make. It doesn't make sense, but I'm just trying to give you guys some more context. One more again. All right, I'll leave a paper trail. Then I'm going to need a tip drill. Nigga, what? Shake it, turn that, turn the lights down. Bust it for a light bill. Oh, wow. A light bill? So is that a dollar? (laughs) 
digging it. Uh, or an actual light bill. Like, Pico? I guess so. Like, girl, bust it open for that uh, Pico bill. Shit. Oh, okay. Digging it. Then I'm looking all over on that. Oh, God. I hate that word, but you guys know. The P word. Put it right there. And I quote, only want to fuck the black bitches with the nice hair. I got questions. Sure. So by nice hair, does he mean like weave, like Malaysian, Brazilian? I I don't, like, I don't know. Bro, coming from where we, you know, the culture, when we all have grown up in her good hair, which really means long, straight, or some type of curly, something that may uh, give off you know for folks to think that you are of mixed heritage or something you know when we come from good hair so when you say you only want to fuck the black bitches which let's get to the black bitches like wow okay let's not skip past that Mm -hmm. with the nice hair so everyone's been hitting chris brown up for uh his comments or his lyrics rather and he had one of his, one of his many responses. Weird ass, angry people. Sincerely from the bottom of my balls. I don't give a fuck about y'all negative booty face ass bitches. Wow. I'm start. Oh, I'm start. I'm start giving away free lace fronts for all you weird females with the skid row edges and low self-esteem. Oh, you mother. Aside from that, hop off these nuts. Half y'all look like the Budweiser frogs, so please don't come with the bullshit. I will fire that ass up and roast the hell out of you overly sensitive duck head ass weirdos. Boom. Daphne, are you alive? Budweiser frog did kind of take me out just a little bit. Like, I'm like, oh, you're really reaching, huh, Chris? Okay. Oh, the Budweiser frog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's rewind. Let's digest this. Um, I know what I have to say. (laughs) We do have some overly sensitive people just out and about in the world. I feel like everybody's on like 10 already to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like we don't start at zero. We start at 10. And you can take, it's all about interpretation because you can take this so many different ways. And this far, far worse rap lyrics that's out there than that. Not saying that they're right, but I'm saying that they're out there. And if you can sit, like, I'm pretty sure someone right now is writing a book about how discriminating or perspective-driven rap lyrics are in general. Mm-hmm. I'm just, whew, I didn't know it was going to go there. Um, <laughs> that, was really, that was a lot, right? That was a lot, but you got to understand he may be sensitive about his shit. Like, <laughs> I, like, here's my deal. I guess just coming from our culture, when you say nice hair or good hair, that is the connotation of European or... But that's not necessarily true. That's a biased opinion. Now knowing where we know it, like, now knowing what we know, 
And it depends on your mindset at the time. Are you thinking about stuff like that? Or is that where, you know, you go subconsciously? Like, you, is that, like, that depends. So I feel like that's like, you can think about good hair, but we know what good hair is. Yes. You know, know what we, we know now. Grow, of course. So it's like, what in terms of, he's saying bitches with the good hair, black bitches with the good hair, like, what, ask him what's his context of it. I don't know. Maybe he didn't even write the darn lyrics. But ask him, well, what do you think that is? Those are his lyrics. But then when you say, I guess here's the, like, when you say, um, I guess it depends. Because when you say skid row edges, like, first of all, bitch, I don't have skid row edges. I don't care who you talk about. But that's a person. Do you think that's No, I'm not taking that. But... But I do not, like, I don't know if most of his response, um, not his responses, uh, the commentary has he, that he has and currently receiving has come from, I can't even say dark skin. I can't even. going to play the colorism card. No, like, I, like I, you know. I mean, I don't. Hmm. You could spin this any kind of you way. Really if you really if, if I agree. You could, you know, it depends on where you are. Chris Brown, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I'm going to cancel you for me, I'm going to just cancel you for me. I don't need you to validate me. And yeah, the comment, I mean, the lyric could go either way. Chris Brown, I mean, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, judging from the women that he has dated in, in his past and currently, you know, I guess he's referring to women of Asian descent with nice hair. I don't know. What? So if he say black bitches, now it's the women of Asian I mean, I guess, I guess like, he's... So like, it's like, but then if you talk about black bitch, are you talking about the color black or anybody who identifies black, black American, black... Like, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. I feel like this is the oversensitive things that we're talking about. And it's, or at least Chris is talking about. Like, it's so many ways you can look at it. It's, it's... Whew. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm just still not, I don't know. For, uh. And the only could be that the lyrics just don't sit well with you. Mm-hmm. That could be it. I mean, I'm yeah, just I'm, trying to look at this from an outer, outer perspective. I'm trying to understand all realms. So I understand the history of the good hair term and then in phrasing. Then I also understand, like, the history of R&B and rap. And, like, the history of him, like, just defending himself from, you know, just the the, the opinions of others because he put his, his song out there. It's not going to sit well with everybody. Because then... Because hmm, then we can... Yes, I definitely understand history. I have been, you know... Of all of us have been of that between a you know good hair bad hair your hair is nappy or this that that and the third but then it's also well with preference versus discrimination mm. like what what does that mean and what does that look like and according to our good old friend Google preference on the other hand is to prefer. Someone or something over another. So that's just, I like apples over oranges. oranges. Mm -hmm. That's it. Nothing else. 
but then preference can turn into discrimination with the very blurred line if favorable treatment is shown to a person based on individual traits and characteristics covered by equal opportunity laws. So, so are you discrimination? Laws. Okay, laws. So, could you say I like apples over oranges because apples have better skin than oranges? What? Like, who's out here eating orange peelings? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about like, it. Girl, I just found out you can eat kiwi peelings. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Okay, okay girl, no, I know that. That's another conversation. But no, I did not know that. But so are you talking about, then I feel like that's, that's picking. Because are you saying I like apples over oranges or I just like apples? Mm-hmm. So is it discrimination when I say I like apples? And I don't even talk about oranges mm-hmm. or bring oranges up into the conversation. Do I have to say over this, that, and a third? Mm-hmm. Or more so than this, that, and a third? Or I can just say I like them. But then it's like, you know, I guess everyone feels like, you know, as black women, we always support Chris Brown. And for him to say he prefer, or, you know, he looking for the black bitches with good hair. I kind of feel like from my position, and, I, and I'm a dark-skinned woman, okay? So, I just feel like, why... Why would I give that shit energy? Like, why am I giving Chris Brown energy as far as, oh, well, he said he like, you know, whoa, whoa. Like, it's like you're putting yourself in a position of bad hair. Like, if I'm offended, like, am I putting myself that I have bad hair? I'm cool. I'm cool with me. And everyone should be cool with what they have. So, like, why are you feeding him that? So, it's exactly what you just said. Everyone should be cool with what they have. Everyone's not cool with what they have. Because mm-hmm. guess what? We're always, we're human, point blank, period. Regardless of what skin you're in, what color skin you're in, we're all human. But it's always something that one person is going to like over what they have. It's always, the grass is always greener on the other side. Even if you've been over there and you was like, this grass is fake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's greener, so I still envy that grass. Like, is it a like? Okay, because like here's here's one tweet. It says, um, "I've always known that I'm not. <laughs> I've always known that I'm not Chris Brown's type because of the women that he dated in the past. So, is it because we like Chris Brown as an artist and you like him, or?" Is it kind of a matter of wanting to be chosen? I don't know. I feel like that's a psychological issue that mm-hmm. people need to deal with within and then themselves you- because when you say, I always knew that I was type, so now it's like I'm making myself an option for him to yes. pick me. And it's like, why, why do I have to present myself as an option when whoever's going to pick me? gonna get what they get because they picking me and it's something that they like about me and it's because I like myself. Now, if you're putting yourself on a platform and you're making these type of statements where you're comparing yourself when nobody's comparing you individually, then that's an, a problem that you have within your own self that you need to work out. And that's a whole nother but, psychological And then it's like the flip side. And, and then their, their comments, like, you can just say, like, this comment is just rude in itself. And that that that's valid. Okay. That's valid. But then it's also, like, the connotation. <laughs> he, he said black bitches. And 
we don't know if that's light skin. We don't know if that's dark skin. You do. He not- just said black. So then, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You got to take the words for what they are. And I feel like when people start reading in between the lines of things, that's where we come up with all the other like scenarios of what it could possibly be. And like, let's just dive down that rabbit hole. But then it's also like the connotation, and like I'm just, it's kind of like, I guess if you're taking black as dark skin, because that yes. that if, if that's what's really happening in the situation that you are interpreting black as dark skin, right? Then. You would put yourself like I'm not worthy, but then that's who that. But then, but then it's but then it's also I'm not worthy. True, and 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 people so do that's it. That's a self, but you also do it. But then it's also like society does it to you too. But so then, it's all, but then because sometimes it comes off as if you are the one that we don't want to be. So therefore, you're the one with the problem when no, so your who comments has to change are just, society, but though. your comments are rude. But who has to change society? People change society. Society is made up of individuals of various cultures, various backgrounds, um, various life experiences that they come with. And these are the people who make up culture, who make up society. So just because we may look the same may not we may not have had the same experiences. You know what I'm like, saying? Who looks the same? I'm just saying in general, oh, people, okay. whoever you, whoever the self is comparing the self to, like, you know, if I'm comparing myself, I don't know. Who do I get? I, I, people say I look like Gina from Martin all the time. Why? Because I'm light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Like... Do I say I look like her? I don't say I look like her, but other people may say that. But who opinion do I respect more, mine's or other people's? Mm-hmm. I respect mine, so I'm not saying, "Oh, I am Gina." I am like, no, like I'm not comparing myself to her or anything. And it's just like when you take how you feel about yourself and leave it in the hands of society, other people, you—that's a personal choice that you're making to to just leave however your feelings are mm-hmm. to other people and leaving it up to other you're you're empowering other other individuals to validate you mm-hmm. so when people like social media is a wonderful thing because it's going to show a lot of self insecurities that people have when they're putting their opinions out there but it's like no number one nobody asks you number two who said that they that this particular statement was talking about you? Mm-hmm. And if so, why do you look at yourself in that light in relation to a negative comment? Yeah, to say like, oh, I didn't, uh, I always knew I wasn't his. Type. So that's that's like, huh? Chris Brown, Chris Brown is not like, yes, I pick you and you. So go compare yourself. Like what? You're empowering this man, yeah. who probably isn't even looking your way for whatever. You may not even be in the same room with this man. Mm-hmm. So he don't even probably know that you exist yeah. and you're comparing yourself for the sake of him. Yeah. That's an issue. That's a sad issue that a lot of us, myself included, for whatever other topics, we have that problem. And I think the internet gives us the chance to kind of say what, I mean, granted, this is a song, but right. uh, for every, all the backlash that Chris Brown is receiving, it gives us the chance to just kind of say something 
and run out the door. No context, no nothing. Like I saw something earlier and it says the only way to be um, a social media influencer or how to be a famous social media activist is be light-skinned. And it's like, huh? Them that's... But, but what are you but, preference? Yeah, but, <laughs> but 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 what? What does that mean? Like you're if you are of someone that's not light skinned, if you're dark skinned, you're saying, Oh, the only way to be a famous social media activist is to be light skinned. So you have put yourself well then fuck whoever light skinned doing it. You do you. You do you. And why isn't that just enough? Because colorism <laughs> is an issue <laughs> that is seldomly, even though everybody's addressed it, but you address it from a far-fetched perspective. You address it from a, I love me because I'm me. And it's just like, well, bitch, no, you know what I had to go through to love me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I have to deboggle and break down what other people has taught me to love about myself, regardless of if you're light-skinned, dark-skinned, beige in between, Blue, black, or not, like, clear. You can be clear and still have a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like you're not good enough. That's it, it goes back to you're black, but you're not black enough. What is black then? Because mm-hmm. obviously not everybody is black, black. Like, then, I don't know. It's a whole other world one. <sighs> Chris Ryan, you done stressed me the fuck out. You ain't stressed me out, bitch. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> He got what he got off his chest. I got what I got off my chest. I mean, I don't even give a shit. And I'm going to move on. Now, since we talking about... (laughs) Fuck him. And and yeah, I am going to need a stack, Chris Brown. Shit. (laughs) Keep your stack. I'm... Listen. It is what it is, man. Like... And I got skid row edges when I take my wig off. Fuck you talking about. It's like, no, I'm joking. (laughs) It's like, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I got edges, nigga. Got it. Anywho, we're moving on. (laughs) Turn of events, say. It's like, I'm joking. I need a swig of wine for this. Anywho, we moving on. (laughs) Well, these damn hair politics and good hair, bad hair, hair being banned, hair being discriminated against, and breaking discrimination bans all together. Oh, jeez. Colored girls with thick, curly, kinky, coil texture hairs. (laughs) Love you. Just love your hair. And fuckers brown. If you don't want to like them, just don't. Well, When you just thought that winter was taking the toll on your hair. You didn't know rap lyrics and politics in general would be too. Just know that the summer jumped right on in and said, bitch, I'm going to take your hair too. (laughs) Okay. And here I'm just going to, I just have a few tips, guys. We are in the summer months now. And I know we take care of everything else sometimes, but our hair during the summer. So a lot of people... Don't change up their their hair regiments and you'll go from wearing cocoa butter or like shea butter in the winter to wearing just regular thin lotions or oils in the summer. Mm-hmm. You also have to take care of your hair. And here's just a few facts to keep in mind during the summer season. One, the sun. Okay. Yes. The sun, just like we try to protect our skin from the harsh UV ray, UV rays, uh, we have to do the same for our hair and our scalp and the edges. <laughs> Thank you. No skin row edges. Okay, in the hairlines. Okay, guys included is not for the gals. It's for guys and gals. All right, and you have to try to find hair products that like have some protectant in it. Hmm. 
Yes, you would. You wouldn't think of it, right? Because I know the sun be fucking with my hair color, like for sure. Yes, like, yes. I, I get a fresh dye after a week. You like this ain't the color I got exactly. And even my hair, when I do have it out in the summer, it'll get lighter. Like okay. it'll be lighter in the sun, mm-hmm. but it'll also be coarser in the like. Okay, coarser at, at night. Mm-hmm. Like so, if I do it in the morning, by the end of the day, my hair is like dry and brittle, or just um. Just not as not as as lush with the moisture <laughs> with moisture, okay. And so the same is 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 for your hair. You have to really take care of your hair, your headline, the scalps, all of that with heat protectant. Not heat protectant, but sun protectant. So you got the heat protectant oil that probably would do a little bit, but not as much as you know the UV rays. Okay, you would need to prop. You would need to also. Look into leave-in conditioners to seal in moisture mm-hmm. and do hair masks. So you think only do hair masks in the summer because it's cold and frigid outside. But no, because of the heat, because of the sun, you got to do hair masks and deep conditioners in the winter, in the summer as well. Especially if your hair is starting to feel drier. And, True. Yeah, I definitely have that problem. It mm-hmm. Especially is important for people to do hair masks and deep conditioners if your hair is uh, color treated. That is yes. nice. Because it can, I guess, I don't know, not drain the color, like, but change the color mm-hmm. if you dye your hair as well. Yeah, my hair texture definitely changed since I've colored my hair. Yeah. It is a lot more maintenance. It's mm-hmm. a little rougher. Mm-hmm. Than I'm used to, so I have to make sure I deep condition it. Even when I go to the shop, they're like sitting yeah. me under the dryer for like forever and ever and ever. And sometimes you even have to do it more frequently than you would mm-hmm. at home. So like, do, try to find a treatment that you can do at home. Mm-hmm. Secondly, is water. Okay, so number two, a little agua, a little agua. According to Ted Gibson, who's the celebrity hairdresser, and you've seen him probably on What Not to Wear. He said during the summer activities, like the water activities, if you don't want to wear a cap, try applying conditioner or cream to dry hair and style in like a top knot to reduce the amount of chlorine and salt or salt water, whatever your um, activities are in, from your hair absorbing the chlorine or salt water. Yep. Immediately, you know, just after you swim, just clean your scalp and dry your hair with clarifying shampoo to avoid further dryness and remove product buildup. One thing is about this statement, like I did not know. I did not know um, because one of two things, I either wear a cap or I just co-wash my hair more during the summer. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, hey, okay, but sometimes I do need to get that buildup because my scalp get like really itchy. Okay. In the summer, more so than the winter. So I could probably do that with some braids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the last but not least, humidity. Our <laughs> arch nemesis. Especially for me, I like to wear my hair out in the fro at least twice a summer. And my frizz be on a thousand. Okay. And so just to maintain the frizz and sleep down into like buns and top knots and ponytails, just... Try to do a mixture of oils, mousse, or gel, and try to like find a great combination that works for you because everyone's hair hair is different, and so you got to know what combination works for you. And just like tie that bitch down, slick it up, you know, and have a good night, especially at night because my hair, I need to tie it down. Mm-hmm. 
Forget all that. Run your fingers through my hair. Oh, no. no. It's bonnet life. You better tap this scarf three times. <laughs> if you want some, just tap the scarf three times. <laughs> like a little genie. Brother. Yes, rub, rub my silk scarf. I'm a genie and a bonnet, baby. Gotta tap me the right way, honey. <laughs> well, yes, honey booms. <laughs> this is just, those are the tips for the hair, summer, the summer hair. And, you know, whatever else you do, just stay moisturized, y'all. So, quick thing, and we out here. Coca-Cola has announced that they have a new hashtag. Celebrating the strength and bond of black women in friendship. It's called If Not For My Girls. Mmm. So. That's a word. It is. In itself. Um, I will say to you. If it was not for you, if it was not for my girl, then I would not have fully accept my creativity. Yeah. If it was not for you bringing it to light for just little stuff, you know, I would have not fully embraced my creativity. Wow. <laughs> well, they have right. to. You ain't got lots of daylight. Dang, you know. You do not appreciate <laughs> how much weight silence can have. Like, it's just, oh, man. Like, I really, wow, I'm really touched by that. Thank you. That's, Thank I, you for helping me. Just always being there. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that video, I'm really like, <laughs> oh man okay but no that's that's really thank thank you for thinking of me in in that way and like you know i wouldn't have never thought uh so i'll be thinking about you what's the y'all if it wasn't look if it wasn't for my girl mish like i honestly wouldn't have I hate when you say it, honestly. I just, if it wasn't for my girl, Mish, asking <laughs> and beating that thought into my brain, I would not be here in the sense of, it took a lot of growth and I did not think that uh, what I had to say was important. So for finding my voice, you helped on that journey. And I just want to say thank you because if it wasn't for my girl, I'd have just been quiet deaf, you know, had to get to know me, to to know me, and then you slightly know me. But you guys know me. It was like, wow, I'm actually here. It's amazing. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, thanks, sis. I can't wait to see what, you know, becomes of this uh, this campaign that they're running. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see, like, you know, if it's going to be some commercials or something. You know, they should get us on commercials. I'm just saying, Coke, Essence, we here. We are, okay? So. Where y'all at? Probably at the festival. <laughs> Probably are having a good black-ass time down here. Ugh. Eating beignets. Cafe du Mall. Mother's Restaurant. Gator nuggets and shit. Damn. Etouffee. We got to get to Essence Fest. We'll be there next year. We are going to name it, claim it, yoke it, choke it. Pump, pump, yeah. And on that note, the 
Puffs. We out. Peace. Sure.